You're listening to Charleston's retirement coach, Brandon Bowen. One of the big subjects we hear a lot of folks talking about, Brandon, is what's going to happen with our future tax rates. President Biden is confirming reports that he wants his big capital gains tax hike to be retroactive to April of this year. CNBC's Robert Frank says that's not the way it's usually done. There have been retroactive income tax increases before, but never have we had a retroactive capital gains tax increase. Treasury saying this was needed to prevent investors from avoiding the tax by selling before that tax hike takes effect. So all the planning that people were hoping to do or planning to do basically is null and void because if it goes through as proposed, it would start April 28th. This is a bit alarming, what I think he just said. Brandon, is this true? There's just no way to plan for this tax hike? I just don't know how that's even legal, right? Okay, yeah. If we're operating today based on the rules that are out there, mm-hmm. you know, like we're we're following the law and doing what we're doing. We're making decisions today based on the rules of the game. How can they go past something and say retroactive, it's back to April 28th or some date in the past where we're like, wait a minute, you know, that was not the rule. I don't know. It's just that is super, super frustrating. And yep. I don't, hopefully it won't pass, you know, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully it'll be something like where, you know, they pass it, you know, in 2022 and it goes into effect 2023 or okay. something or the end of this year and it starts 2022. Mm-hmm. But all I know is if Washington is already talking about it, mm-hmm. don't you think you should be talking about it as well in your own household? I mean, if they're talking about these things, then if you're sitting there and you're holding a uh, rental property mm-hmm. or some land, then maybe you've got some land here. And so you've got things that if you were to sell would be a capital gain, you know, a short term capital gain, then you might need to have some conversations with myself and, you know, say, hey, does it make sense? Should we go ahead and not roll the dice right. uh, for another year or two? You know, should we go ahead and cash out. Okay. You know, yep. sell these things, especially real estate. Holy moly. The I mean the markets are at all time highs, real estate wise. And uh, you know, to get out if you're not having to go buy something at all time highs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say do that. If you're close to retirement, I you know, just to get some of that money and but that is a short term capital gain. Okay. Okay. Yep. So we've got to look at those things and look at how that might impact your retirement. You know, if you've got a business, right? I've got mm-hmm. someone who owns an overhead door company, garage door company mm-hmm. here in Charleston, and another client who's got a lot of real estate, back to real estate. So yep. we're having these conversations. They're divesting out of a lot of those positions because the number one reason is potential changes okay. with taxes. You know? It's so frustrating to think about how we are responsible citizens. We have worked, we have played within the rules that Washington yes. has given to us, but knowing how quickly Washington can up and change its mind and change mm-hmm. the rules on us. And you were just pointing out somebody like a small business owner or somebody that has real estate or land that they've invested in, mm-hmm. that they might sell. That's their retirement plan, right? They invested, they let that investment grow to a higher value, and then they want to sell it for their retirement plan. Mm-hmm. So in those instances, what are the conversations you're having? Yeah. And let me also say, when was the last time a change in Washington was for your benefit? Right. Right. I right. mean, it's it's like for their benefit, it seems like every yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So what we do, yes, if you've got a, a capital gain here this year, there are a couple major areas that we can consider. Okay. Right. And so for both of these, though, you have to be an accredited investor okay. because these are alternative investments. So you have to have over a million dollars. And there's a few other definition of what is an accredited investor. So we can 
you know, talk about that. But what we like to look at is opportunity zones. Yes. Is one really nice option here that our great Senator Tim Scott was a co-author of that bill. And so it's basically, hey, where are some underprivileged or some areas that need opportunities? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so like there's a section in North Charleston, they're, they're all over, of course. And so we have certain ones that we really, really like based mm-hmm. on growth and jobs and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of, uh, you know, revitalization. So Anyway, so we can look at some opportunity zones to defer and also get a discount and then some nice tax-free income and such. So we like that. We also like some of the oil and gas funds that are out there, you know, again, for accredited investors. But that stuff is where in our tax code where we can basically get an 80% and then another 15% deduction over the next two years Hmm. on what we contribute to there. So don't be scared of realizing that gain. You don't have to roll it into more real estate. Okay. You know, there are ways that we can look at knocking down that tax bill, Hmm. uh, you know, because you're either going to pay it to the government or let's turn around and put it in something that might potentially yield you some more returns. Right. Which is obviously what we would like to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. that we money, wanna, make it work for us. I know. We want to, you know, find out the rules and let's play by the rules. That's yes. what, again, what frustrates me about them saying this is going to be retroactive. Yes. You know, so, but let's have that conversation. Let's control what we can control. I want to ask you about something. It's, I think we avoid it because it's a difficult conversation to have when it comes to the expenses we have to plan for. In retirement, of course, we know we need to plan for things like our housing and transportation, taxes, Mm -hmm. health insurance. But a survey by the Society of Actuaries found there's one expense in particular that people worry about, which is long-term care. Because Mm -hmm. you may never need it, but Mm -hmm. if you do need it, it's incredibly expensive, particularly if you haven't planned for it. So, Brandon, how do you go about preparing the folks that you work with in your office for the possibility that they might need long-term care. And I saw a survey that Nationwide did, and they said seven out of 10, 70% of us will need long-term care at some point. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's real uh, life. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's like, that's a lot of people, that, yep. you know, three-fourths of us here. So how do you plan on something that you might or might not need? Mm-hmm. Uh, because your typical, your traditional long-term care policies that Maybe you have some if you're listening or your parents or somebody had one. Yeah. Let me talk about why I don't like those. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you maybe you picked it up when you were 55 or 60 and you were starting to pay this premium, okay, that they would then participate and, and reimburse you on certain expenses if you qualified. Well, if you had one of those or have one, you've also noticed uh, you've probably gotten a love letter from them at some point saying, hey, actually, you need to pay us more money mm. to keep the same coverage. Or if you want to keep paying what you're paying now. Now we're going to reduce down our coverage. How can of they what do we're that? Pick. Yeah. Oh, they can just do it. Oh, they just geez. do it all the time. And a lot of these companies have completely gotten out of this industry and of this long-term is just care. The basic long-term care insurance policy. Just basic. Okay. Yeah. So they can raise rates on you at any time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then if you do have a long-term care issue arise and you go into you know meet all the ninety days in the facility and all this mm-hmm. kind of other stuff, then you have to still pay for this stuff and then submit receipts. Okay. Mm-hmm. For reimbursement, and that's really when the fight begins. Oh, I'm sorry, Brandon. Uh, on page 55, you can see clearly that we don't cover that. You know, oh, and we don't cover this. You know, I've heard so many stories so from people stressful. coming into the office, yeah, and telling me that you know that mom's long-term care policy, you know, they're they're only accepting certain things, and it's just terrible. And then worse off, I would say, is you know, a loved one passing away, and yeah. you ne- you've paid your whole 
for maybe 20 years into this thing and you don't need it. And then all that money just goes to waste. It's all gone. It's all gone. Wow. So that's why I don't like traditional long-term care policies. Got it. And also why the industry, you know, sees an opportunity here. And I'm talking about the insurance industry. They go, okay, if long-term care is people are like running from that stuff, you know, once they educate themselves, they're not getting those policies anymore. So now there's really two areas that we can cover two big problems here with a certain vehicle. So one way to look at it is if you were going to say, Hey, Brandon, I'm going to, we're retiring and I don't have a pension. I've got social security and this big 401k. I would love to see some consistent, steady income, you know, maybe even a guaranteed lifetime income stream. Okay. Well, that's where fixed indexed annuities have become really, really nice. Okay. For that purpose there. And I like the ones that have no fees whatsoever. So they've gotten really good. Okay. So imagine you allocate a portion of your money and then you go to retire and boom, we we open that valve or we flip that switch on uh-huh. and here comes your income stream. It's starting to pay out, right? Yep. And so you keep living and having the best retirement, the best years of your life. And this thing's increasing each year, potentially if the market goes up, mm-hmm. you know, these things will step up and, and you have some nice, you know, modest gains. I'm talking you know, three to 5% per year. That's all we're looking for mm-hmm. here with this safe money. Mm-hmm. So your paycheck's going up and up and some years it's, it doesn't go up, but it doesn't go down. Right. But then let's say now you're 75 okay. and you can't perform two of the six activities of daily living. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that would be eating, bathing, dressing, transferring. If you can't do, if your doctor signs the note and says that you can't perform at least two of those, what if then that income stream doubles? Wow. For you. Yeah. If it was paying you maybe 30000 a year at that point or maybe 40000 a year, imagine that thing doubling for the next five years. Wow. Okay. So that's really nice. If you don't have a long-term care issue arise, mm-hmm. well, you are utilizing this vehicle, this fixed index annuity, that increasing income stream. You guys were loving it. Yeah. You know, you were living life and traveling and doing these things and taking your pay raises uh, and stuff, right? So that's one great option. Okay. Another one is if you are sitting there and you think, okay, I might not be able to spend all the money that I've saved for retirement. Mm-hmm, okay. And I've, mm-hmm. believe it or not, I see that a lot. People come in with sure. a million, two, three, four million plus. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, say, hey, you might think, I want to take some of this money and I want it to, I want to really bless the kids and the grandkids. And you're thinking legacy and, you yeah. know, and helping them along the way, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we could take just a little piece of that and buy a super efficient life insurance policy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I've got clients, they might say, okay, well, let me put 10000 a year or, or maybe 1000 a month. I pay into this thing. I'm not going to use all this money. So we're just, it's basically an investment that you'll never see the benefits of, okay. right? Because mm-hmm. it's life insurance. Right. But what if that comes with, I'm just throwing a number, let's say like a million dollar death benefit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So upon your demise, that million dollars would go tax-free to your beneficiaries. Okay, yeah. But you've only put those small monthly contributions in there. Okay. So you would have that death benefit. But now what they've done is, okay, if you can't perform two of the six, if you need long-term care, they basically start advancing the death benefit by 2% per month, 2% of your death benefit. So it's a way for you to start utilizing some of that death benefit so that your family doesn't have to go and you know, sell other things and and drain down your other assets. Let's use this life insurance policy for, you know, right here at the final stages of life when it's so expensive and gosh, it's so expensive here in in Charleston and, you know, all these assisted living homes and stuff. They're super nice, but super expensive. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. So these are just a couple ways that you could utilize and cover that concern for long-term care, but also have many other features and benefits. Find out more at bowenfinancialgroup.com. Brandon Bowen is an investment advisor representative of Clarify Advisory Network, LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Clarify, Bowen Financial Group, and this radio station are not affiliated. The investment ideas and financial vehicles discussed here should not be considered to be personalized investment advice, nor are these recommendations to buy or sell any particular investment or product, and the information you hear should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should first consult with a competent tax, legal, accounting, and other professionals regarding the applicability and suitability of any investment ideas. Certain Investment ideas contain substantial risks, are illiquid, and may be only appropriate for accredited investors. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments in guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company, and none are offered or sold through Clarify Advisory Network.